Support for this podcast comes from Eightfold.ai. Eightfold.ai delivers the talent intelligence platform, the most effective way for companies to retain top performers, upskill and reskill the workforce, recruit top talent efficiently, and reach diversity goals. Eightfold.ai's deep learning artificial intelligence platform empowers enterprises to turn talent management into a competitive advantage. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 347 of the Recruiting Future podcast. The growth in adoption of recruiting and HR technology is continuing to speed up exponentially. There's always a lot of focus on the types of software companies should be buying, but often not as much focus on the amount of internal change management involved to make technology work within an organisation. So how should companies be thinking about this and what kind of strategies should they be building? My guest this week is someone who helps to design change management and adoption strategies on a daily basis. Jen Wilkes is VP of Professional Services at Eightfold AI and has a tremendous amount of knowledge and experience to share on what makes technology implementations successful. Hi Jen and welcome to the podcast. Hey Matt, how are you doing? absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Absolutely. And firstly, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Um, So my name is Jen Wilkes and I run the post-sales organization here at Eightfold AI. That means I'm responsible for our, our customer success team, our support team and our professional services organization which ultimately means that my objective is ensuring our customers are successful in achieving their business outcomes um, with regards to the talent strategy. It's such a fascinating topic because as technology gets bigger and more sophisticated, it's obviously consuming more business objectives and becoming more strategic and more sort of complex to, to implement. Talk to us a bit about change management as part of that kind of a implementation process. Why is it so important? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you kind of hit the nail on the head. If I think back 10 years in 10 years ago in my career, you know, if we were implementing technology, it was just that you went in and you you ran an implementation and you walked away. And, and we've changed, you know, the whole world has changed. We're now not focused on buying a product, we're focused on buying outcomes, you know, and achieving, you know, what achieving business outcomes. So this is kind of what makes change management, in my opinion, so important, because it helps us understand all the elements that go into transforming your business and achieving those outcomes around like consuming around that that implementation. And, you know, when a company is setting an objective for a talent strategy for the next like one years, three years or five years, it's just that, you know, it's, it's an objective or a goal. And to now achieve those objectives, companies need to plan on for how they're going to get there and kind of change management has evolved into the art and, and the science of that plan, which is kind of what makes it, in my opinion, the most important piece now. To begin at the beginning, what should employers be thinking about and doing strategically with change management in mind b- b- before they even go out to buy any talent technology? So absolutely. I, I think um, I like to think of technology or like especially with our platform as the enabler 
or like the catalyst to achieving your technology strategy. So the first thing I recommend any of our prospects or our customers do is actually define that strategy. We really need to understand what that strategy is. And that's kind of step one in the change management program. You know, an, an example of this is when I think about our platform, you know, we have many use cases we can solve for, whether it's um, time to hire on the TA side or helping us upskill your talent with mentorships, cross-company projects, LMS integrations. So there's so much we can do. So the first thing is to understand, you know, what are we trying to achieve? What do you as a customer want to achieve? What is that strategy? So I think before you even think about, you know, the tech and how what you're going to use to get you there, it's understanding what it is. What's the larger outcome you're trying to achieve? So executive buy-in is a, is a very big part of this process. And I know it's something that a lot of TA leaders find to be a challenge. How do you get executive buy-in for for something like this? So the first thing we look at like right up front is both the quantitative and the qualitative benefits of deploying a talent intelligence platform. And we've proven success across multiple industries, countries, and we have these proof points which are critical in showing the value that kind of gains that executive trust. So a good example of this is that we can show you know real examples where our platform has increased diversity of hire by 30% for a company while reducing their time to hire by 55%. And when you kind of do the math and you show the associated cost savings with this, this really helps with executive buy-in. And and what we've actually found is of equal importance when you're thinking about this with regards to change management and adoption of the platform is actually gaining that buy-in from middle management as well. And so when we think of like the change management program, you know, We spend a lot of time on educating and helping hiring managers think about talent in a different way. For example, a lot of middle managers or hiring managers, they they automatically think of, you know, they don't want to lose their talent. So we have to overcome talent hoarding. You know, managers don't want to lose people to other parts of the organization because they're worrying about their own objectives and their own KPIs. So we try and try and think of it in a different way and educate managers in a different way to think about, you know, as example, our project marketplace. You know, how does how do you roll out project marketplace and what's the benefit for you as a hiring manager if people on your team are actually taking part in other projects around the company? Another way to kind of think of that same thing is like, you know, side projects happen. They happen in every large company. And you know, we, we're gaining buy-in from executives and hiring managers now by you know, rolling out Project Marketplace. You know, historically, you'd get a side project for, from somebody you knew or somebody who liked you. And you know, it wasn't equal opportunity. Whereas by rolling out Project Marketplace, we're leveling the field. You know, it gives equal and transparent opportunity to everybody within a company, within the company, which helps support your DEA. And I strategy. So it's it's just another example of you know by showing the transparency we provide, like right up front with these kind of use cases, you know, the execs buy into that because it's supporting the strategy, hiring managers buy into it because they can see the skills that their their team members are gaining and bringing back to their team. Break down the the process for us a, a little bit. What are the key stages of a successful change management program? So I like to think of it in three main areas. One we kind of already touched on, which is that executive buy-in. You know, making sure you're aligning with the leadership on outcomes and timeline of when those outcomes will be realized. So that's kind of step one to me. The second piece is 
thinking about how you break this into pilot program or like a phased program. And then, you know, how you rolled it out globally is kind of the third piece. So when I say a pilot program, we always recommend to our customers that you you pick a team, a group, a country or a region that you feel is going to be excited about rolling this out. You know, the more tech savvy within the company. You know, and, and once you think you're going to be successful in doing this and you roll them out first, what you're trying to achieve is is an early win. And creating early success to position you for like, you know, that full adoption and realization across the company. You when everybody's seeing something go and be successful, everybody wants to be part of it, right? So they, they want to join in the celebration and they want to be, you know, be part of that momentum. So we do that pilot program in our phased approach first, and then we look at rolling that out globally as kind of the final phase. And, and when we think about rolling it out globally, we again, we look at how do we want to roll this out? Is it by region, country, function, business unit, language? You know, we can kind of pick and choose the different areas. And we kind of want to get to a repeatable process, you know, post-pilot completion, and then just start looking at regional considerations, whether it be, you know, yeah, different kind of um, tracking in different countries, local laws we have to take into into consideration. Is there any kind of siloed or cross cross company projects we want to think about? And kind of underpinning all of that is really tracking the successes and celebrating them. The more momentum you can build around success and celebration, the more likely you are to be be successful. So that might make all the key three areas. What are the sort of the, the, the common challenges, the, the mistakes that people make, the pitfalls? What do you see? When do things fall down? So things tend to fall down, again, like if you don't have that buy-in from the top. You know, if you're working with, with a small group and only the managers bought in, but the execs don't buy in, that definitely tends to, to not help with momentum. Um, we definitely, if we don't spend time up front training on machine learning and AI, that's when we see, you know, further down the road issues appear as well. You know, like people think machine learning is either, or AI is either scary or it's magic and it's not. And you're taking the time up front to actually educate and train everybody in the business of how this works and how it's going to get better over time and how it's going to learn the more you use it. It really helps you stop you, you know, getting to the last, getting to, you know, go live and then nobody wants to adopt it because they don't understand it. So I think that's kind of a critical piece. Definitely having you know, planning. If you don't plan up front and you don't understand when outcomes are going to come to fruition, then you're setting yourself up for failure as well. And, and we look at different elements of, of, of planning around, you know, stakeholder training and adoption planning and looking at the implementations, as I mentioned before, which elements are going to be successful? How do we roll this out? And really taking the time to understand a global rollout. If we don't identify outcomes and success criteria up front, we have nothing to measure success to. So that's definitely a pitfall if customers just go into this without understanding what they're trying to achieve and then tracking to those those successes and outcomes and actually measuring it along the way. Um, Excuse me, I'm losing my voice now. Um, Communication is, is always always one of the most critical things. If we don't have a solid communication plan up front, then then we're looking at we're looking at failure and your communication can be on multiple fronts yeah we need again like executives communicating kicking off the project talking about you know how this is going to be transform transformative for the business making sure we're having regular communications going out to every stakeholder that's tailored just for them and 
we like to look at, you know, not just email, but like, how can we get creative with our communication? Can we do short videos of super users or leaders on updates? Can we have dedicated office hours where people can jump in with questions and find out what's going on? So definitely not having communication plans and, and executing to them is a pitfall. Um, I'd say not understanding or not planning for the uh, individual, what is the benefit for me? kind of conversation up front is definitely something that that can cause us to fail as well. And and what I mean by that is, you know, everybody at the end of the day, they're doing their day job and they want to understand, you know, what's this new technology and why should I use it? So if you can kind of find, you know, matrix it out and find out who are all the stakeholders and how's this going to benefit them, whether it's, you know, a hiring manager who's going to be able to increase their time to hire or whether it's, you know, a manager who's got a small team and they want to leverage the rest of the organization to help them with some projects, you know, we kind of get creative there. And I think if you don't do that, then again, people don't adopt because they don't see the benefit to them, which is critically important to everybody. Um, and, and then I say celebration and gamification. If if you don't celebrate the successes and you don't recognize the super users, you know, you don't raise their profile within the company and you don't celebrate people, again, they don't adopt. So there's definitely some of the pitfalls. Can we sort of zero in a bit on adoption planning there? Because I, th- I think one of the, the 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 common things, the mistakes that I've seen made with implementing HR software, recruiting recruiting software, is there's such a big focus on implementing it and getting it right and uh, configuring everything in a way that that, that works and is going to meet the, the the objectives of why it was bought in the first place. But 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 often not very much attention is actually paid to to adoption and and, and ultimately the, the, the product fails or doesn't do its job. What can people do to make sure that they're they're planning for a successful adoption? Yeah, absolutely. Adoption is 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 the most critical part in my mind, right? As a as a company, we can build the most beautiful products and we can have a sales team that sells it fabulously and then we can do the best implementation. If we walk away and every recruiter isn't excited to use it or every hiring manager or internal manager or even every employee within the company isn't excited to get in there and start planning their own career, in my opinion, we failed. So I put such a huge focus on adoption and it has to start right at the beginning of the discovery phase and when we start talking to a customer. So we, again, it goes back to, you know, let's have executive buy-in right up front. Let's have executives talk about how this is going to help you. We think about adoption, you know, all the way through the implementation. So um, good example, end users, recruiters, we want them, like recruiters, as part of our user testing, we want them as part of our, you know, our Uber user group, like right up front as we're doing requirements gathering, understanding what their pain points are, and then showing them how the platform is going to help um, help their help them do their day to day job better and faster and more effectively and more efficiently. And I think the more you get people involved in the journey, the easier it is for them to understand it, to have some kind of say in how it's configured to, you know, to actually make their life better and then to get them hands-on as part of the testing group. We love to do um, what we call the super user celebration. So we'll get five or six or 20 recruiters into UAT and then we do like brag boards, you know, who's opened the most positions, who's moved the most people through the recruitment process, and, you know, who's filled the most positions within the first three months. And we work with our customers through the kind of it's kind of hypercare period for adoption, which is like that critical first 90 days, then through the six months and through the year. And we keep going back with these 
you know, brag boards and celebrations of like, hey, these are your top five recruiters. Let's celebrate them. Let's send them a send them a prize. Let's get this you know, notified around the company so everybody sees you know, the kind of excitement and and how successful they're being. And again, we do that as well on on the talent um, mobility side, right? So if we're launching our career hub to to one of our customers, it's like, hey, let's let's gamify which region or country or business unit can have all of the, your employees get in and update their profile and kind of kind of make it fun and celebratory. That that really helps drive adoption. So you've obviously worked with a lot of employers on the with these kind of processes. What do the best ones do to to ensure that they're going to be successful? I guess they do. <laughs> I'd say everything we've talked about. <laughs> it's um they definitely spend they spend the time and the investment planning up front. They have those KPIs and they have a realistic expectation of when those outcomes are going to come to fruition. So, you know, a good example would be, you know, we know when we turn on our platform and we pull in all the customers data we can automatically see you know that their diversity mix so it's understanding where they are today and where they want to be and having a plan to to get there and having realistic goals to move through that i'd say you know an, another key element to success is involving everybody it's making everybody feel part of the journey you can't just you know dictate to, to everybody in a company that this is what we're going to use it's you know it's getting those user groups involved to help shape it and help make it something that you know works for the culture of that company. As a final question, and kind of by way of summary, because obviously your answer to this will be lots of things that we've that we've already talked about. Just summarize by giving your your key advice to to employers approaching all of this from a change management perspective. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. So I, I'd kind of think of it as discovery considerations. You know, if you're going into this, what are the things the main buckets you want to think about um, to make this successful? So number one, do have that executive sponsorship and champion uh, managing the change from the top and then pulling that that hiring managers on middle management layer and have them driving it too. Definitely do upfront time for training on machine learning and AI if that's critical so we don't overcome any obstacles right at the last minute there. Stakeholder training and adoption planning, definitely something to spend time on upfront. Setting up the implementation to success. So that was the the conversation we had around, you know, picking someone to go first, a, a group, a team to go first that will be successful and then building on that momentum. Outcome and success criteria for long-term planning and then how that materializes along your journey. So knowing what you're going to achieve and what outcomes you're going to achieve when. Um, stakeholder communication, planning and execution. You know, Knowing all your stakeholders, how often you're going to communicate to them, how you're going to communicate to them and making sure you do it. Um, understanding from the internal mobility side, what's the benefit to me? How does everybody in your organization benefit you know, why should they care about making this a success and then i'll, I'll throw in a, a shameless plug lastly join the eightfold community you know, we're there we have people talking about what's working for them what isn't working for them how they've overcome it and just you know having all of that community come together and share lessons learned and best practices is is super powerful jen thank you very much for talking to me thank you for having me it's been a pleasure my thanks to jen wilkes You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow the show on Instagram. You can find us by searching for Recruiting Future. 
You can search all the past episodes at recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can also subscribe to the mailing list to get the inside track about everything that's coming up on the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.